Welcome to Dawson's Critique. I'm Aaron Hensley. And I'm Julia Callahan, and we are two former college roommates and current BFFs. <laughs> I almost said perfect BFFs. <laughs> that too. I don't know. <laughs> I wasn't even looking at this sheet. Who have loved Dawson's Creek since episode one first aired on the WB all those years ago. Join us for this spoiler-free podcast as we break down one episode every week. We're going to reminisce about our memories of the show and tell you stories of how Dawson's Creek defined our generation. Today, we discuss Season 5, Episode 9, Four Scary Stories. Yeah, um, it's <laughs> accurate. All scary. Yeah, it's yep. like the snakes on a plane of, uh, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. episode titles. Totally. <laughs> um, written by Jed Seidel, 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 who also wrote for Gilmore Girls, Veronica Mars, and Greek, among others, hmm. and directed by Krishna Rao. Who we've, we've had, had before. before. And is South Asian. South Asian, yep. Uh, originally aired on December 12th, 2001. Just like, wow. I want to just emphasize December 12th, <laughs> 2001. So obvious it was supposed to air on Halloween. Yeah, I'm going to have some things to say. Okay, good. Hang tight, hang tight. Okay, so description from Wikipedia. This one has a bullet list I want you to know. <laughs> After watching sc- scary movies, plural, they only watched one, mm. Joey, Pacey, and Jack talk about their creepiest experiences and urban legends. Bullet number one. Mm-hmm. Joey shares her story of how she was almost attacked in- by the librarian on Halloween and saved by the creepy man she was running from. That's not a complete sentence. Bullet two, Jack describes helping to clean the frat house basement and finding a pledge gagged and bound in a closet in what is to believe believed to be a hazing ritual. However, the pledge is implied to be the ghost of a closeted gay man who committed suicide in the 60s. Died by suicide. I'm going to mm-hmm. insert. Yeah. Um, bullet point number four. Pacey reveals that he was chased by a black car while giving Karen a ride home after some dodging and driving. They managed to run it off the road, but discover that there was nobody driving the car. <laughs> Bullet number four. The four story is delivered by Grams, who tells the secondhand tale of a time when Jen, working late at the radio station, managed to accidentally lock herself out. Hmm. Okay. okay. My history's mysteries. December 11th, 2001, the People's Republic of China joins the World Trade Organization. Mm-hmm. Also, December 11th, 2001, the United States government indicts Zacharias Musoi. I'm sorry, I massacred that, um, for involvement in the September 11th attacks. Um, December 13th, 2001, nine people and five terrorists are killed in terrorist attack yeah, a terrorist attack in New Delhi, leading to the 2001-2002 India-Pakistan standoff. Hmm. December 13, 2001, U.S. President George W. Bush announces the U.S. withdrawal from the 1972 Anti-Ballistic Missile Treaty. <laughs> and December 15, 2001, the Leaning Tower of Pisa reopens after 11 years and 27 million dollars spent to fortify it without fixing its famous lean Hmm. um 27 million that's it that's it (laughs) it's it's 27 million not billion yeah um i mean billion would be a lot but yeah i've been there million is kind of a lot it's it's a it's a a site it's there it's a site cool uh number one movie is oceans 11 oh wow yep Number one song, kicking Mary J oh, off the charts. What is it? You Got It Bad by Usher. Oh. A fucking banger. banger. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Yeah. Oh, God, that song's good. That song is really good. Yeah. I'm peak music. I know. At number 52, we have No Doubt's Hey Baby. Ugh, I don't like that one. 
yeah, it's it's an era. It's such just like an era of no doubt. And I was like really not a fan at the time of that era of no doubt. And we are going to talk about it in season six. Don't worry. <laughs> totally. <laughs> um, I have a lot to say. The only reason to tune into that episode because mm-hmm. it's fucking weird stupid otherwise <laughs> debuting at number 74 is miss mary j blige with no more drama right right right, right. at number 75 we have who we be by dmx r.i.p uh-huh. uh also a fucking thing yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and finally at number 85 we have leanne rhymes can't fight the moonlight <laughs> you recall i don't you know it i'm sure i'm I'm sure it's like a mall song yeah yeah it's a mall song yeah definitely yeah hey just want to pop in and let y'all know that this episode there is discussion about suicide um yeah and so if that is sensitive to you just skip this episode and we'll see you next week this is a terrible episode (laughs) you don't need to see it Thanks. Okay. So this, Aaron, is the out of order episode. Yes, I know. Uh, According to Busy Phillips' memoir, Mm -hmm. they were, this is the episode they were filming when September 11th happened. Oh, okay. Because she talks about being, she was supposed to get on a plane to LA, Mm -hmm. I think that day or the day after. Wow. Or to Wilmington Wilmington. from LA, sorry. Uh And she, so she had to get on a plane like on September 13th or 14th or something right, whenever they started, started flying again. again. Yeah. And she was like literally like September 11th happened and like four days later I'm in a carry right. like, dress. That's what she talks about. Wow. So. Yes. Uh, so they must have like they definitely it feels like they rewrote parts of it. I agree with you completely. It feels like the flashbacks were filmed at the time. Yeah. And. There was like, like maybe it was for, maybe it was just they were doing a Halloween episode and it was four stories. Mm -hmm. And then they, it feels like they did reshoots of the Pacey Joey Jack telling the story parts. Absolutely. Because those are the only parts that actually match up with any kind of timeline that we're in. Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they kind of like look different too. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, so, and I couldn't tell exactly when this was supposed to air. I think I've heard that it was supposed to air after Mitch dropped the ice cream cone, but before the funeral. Yeah, that makes sense because that one, the funeral aired on Halloween. Right. So, like, obviously this one was supposed to air on Halloween, but, like, it would make... Or near it? Well, you don't think it would have been on Halloween? Uh, the The only thing I can think of is that the CW, or the WB at the time, sorry knew that like everyone would be out on Halloween but they bl- they did um Mitch's funeral the no totally episode. but they but they were delayed a month mm. because of 911 mm. right like everything got pushed back yeah well, we so don't I, know it was a month though i th- well it was like th- it was like probably 3 weeks you think to a so? month i looked up the dates yeah because i had looked it up what's coming up in september to like do a, like oh 22 years ago this happened and there's actually only one episode that aired in september no, I thought the first one aired in October. No, no, and just in the whole history oh, of Dawson's oh, I see. Creek. Okay. So like So maybe it was like it was delayed by like two or three weeks. Just, it's this one says October tenth, so maybe only one week. Okay. Yeah. Um so like and my thing was like then I had questions like, did they shoot the Mitch episode, the Mitch funeral episode right after September eleventh? Like I wonder if that was cathartic or like Weird. horrifying. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Um, and I, I wanted to also say like, 
around this like topic of 9-11 and like the shows that were happening Mm -hmm. like I think it's so interesting it's such an interesting choice that the show this show almost doesn't even mention it right like there's kind of like maybe like some one-off comments Mm -hmm. towards the end of this season and into next season where like something gets mentioned of like right climate you know political climate Mm -hmm. but like I don't think that there's ever like there's never an explicit like but it would have been weird because this is supposed to be like a generic high school experience you know I guess but I don't know it's interesting it's just an interesting note Mm -hmm. you know that like these characters who like are seemingly involved in the world like there's this whole like huge thing that happens and the world changes so quickly Mm -hmm. and like we are, like we're not gonna talk it. about that at all yeah yeah yeah, totally and like bitter script reader and i were chatting on twitter mm-hmm. and reminiscing about like some of the absolutely god-awful television episodes mm. that came out after 9-11 um the west wing in particular there's one mm. that's like it's like a i don't forget what it's even called it's like a jonah and the whale reference or something and it is like abysmal it's like a <laughs> one it's like a play okay. that's just an episode where they all stand in a room and like have this like pontificating conversation oh god it's so bad it's it's fucking Aaron Sorkin and like there's this part of me that thinks that the Dawson's Creek trajectory of season five is actually much more interesting Mm. because this show how it plays out in season five like feels very real to me of like Mm -hmm. how it felt at the time yeah I mean we kind of talked about that was it on Patreon maybe I don't know sorry listeners (laughs) but uh yeah we're like it kind of felt real to our experience though where like we knew it happened and so much was changing but you're just like in college and in your own world yeah yeah it was and it was like you felt unmoored but also like and everything felt chaotic and like there was no but it like what felt that way without 9-11 yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so interesting I, I i think this is an interesting episode kind of because of that because of like how much is around it well and even watching it live you're like what's going on right because like karen leaves in the last episode right and you're like okay and then again like you know we didn't know jen had a radio show so like that's why i was thinking maybe this is the one that reveals it or something and then like yeah but then they like i don't know them sitting around talking they kind of mentioned like oh when jen and dawson get back right the end and we're like wait what Totally. And I like, I want to note, I did play Karen off last time. I mm-hmm. did know she comes back for this episode. Right. I will give my reasoning when we get to her. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. So we're going to start at Grams's house. Yeah. Where Joey, Jack and Pacey are like coming in from having seen a movie that mm-hmm. Pacey thought was horrible. Yeah. Jack slept through apparently. Joey kind of thought it sucked too. Jo- Joey like, yeah, Jack, even though he slept through it, is like defending it. Yeah, I know. And then like... Jack's like, I or Jack, Joey's like, I just hate like these vengeful psycho movies. Like, mm-hmm. you know, totally. Yeah, and Jack's like, Jack says that he people forget that the scariest things are the ones that are actually possible. Yeah, and it's totally true. I so yeah. So here's my thing, because like I talk to a lot of people about horror movies. I don't know why I'm mm-hmm. not like a particularly. I mean, mm-hmm. I like a horror movie, mm-hmm. but but um. I think there's two kinds of horror movie fans. I think there's the ones who think that the real shit's scary and the ones who think the fake shit's scary. Mm. Cause like my mom thinks that the scariest movie ever made is Rosemary's baby, Mm. but I don't believe in the devil. So that movie is creepy to me, but not scary. Right. Right. So I'm like, yeah. 
and like the exorcist like i don't believe that you can be right like inhabited by a demon because uh-huh. i don't believe that there are demons so, right <laughs> i uh-huh. mean and so i'm like that to me is not right that scary it's a creepy movie like it's a great movie but what about like alien like suspenseful tense all that also i mean there are definitely aliens right aliens definitely exist right but they're not definitely like you know humanoid or no no no, totally you know of you they know, don't definitely size. come out of your yeah, jump out of your chest. They're definitely not like scary all or you know. No, no, whatever. totally. Yeah. But like so there's like this part of me that's like, yeah, I mean that or like the Terminator, like particularly the second one. Like mm. that's, that one's scary. That's a true horror movie. Mm. I mean, that guy is hunting them. Mm. Um yeah. and like w- relentless. I mean, like yeah, yeah, that's yeah. like a nightmare. A, uh-huh. a literal nightmare. Yeah. I mean, you know, Day After Tomorrow is pretty scary. I've never seen it. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's a disaster movie. Yeah, but... I don't watch a lot of disaster what? movies. I don't know why. Oh, my God. Roland Emmerich is a king. And I know you love him. <laughs> but my thing is, like, to me, Silence of the Lambs. Like, mm, I don't like scary movies. I don't, I've never seen that one. Oh. I mean, that one is truly horrifying yeah. to me. I mean, I love a good... um you know what is that one where like they cheat death and then they oh like... starring Kurt Smith yeah yeah exactly yeah. the <laughs> um, second one De- Final, Final Destination. Destination yeah he's in the second one I mean those I I could see that in the theater I love yeah. that you know yeah. but a real like horror movie nah nah thank you yeah Silence of the Lambs freaks me the fuck out even though I love it um anyway Jack says this is why Hitchcock is so great um joey's like yeah because you know there's the truth to it and joey's like i don't know how many men like dress up as their moms in real life (laughs) i was like um, she's kind of got a point there she does although i'm pretty sure he was based on the same serial maybe not same serial killer that buffalo bill is based on in um silence of the lambs oh really ed gein yeah Mm -mm. maybe um i can't remember the dates now but Buffalo Bill is based on Ed Gein. Mm. Anyway, so she's like, I don't know, like maybe I've just lost my will to scream, which <laughs> could not, it sounded dirty to me. Um, and Pacey's having none of it and is like, you're the number one skittish kitten in my life. I but know. it's like kind of part of your charm. And Jack's like, weren't you scared of Grams up until last year? I love it. <laughs> I know, it's so funny. <laughs> Especially after hearing Dawson like kind of talk about like Graham's house and how like they were him and Pacey were so scared and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. And Joey like goes in. So Joey like goes in the kitchen to get something to eat. She's just like, fuck you. Too. Like mm-hmm. I'm going. And we get the horror movie music. Immediately. Yeah. And we're like, Oh God, okay. it's going to be scary. And she like picks something up and turns and sees like the front door swinging open. Oh my God. And I know people complain about this and this is probably why I don't like scary movies is because like, I don't like suspense because I want to keep my instincts up in case anyone attacks me. So mm. I don't need to tell myself, no, it's fine. You know, <laughs> but also I hate when you watch someone just walk, be stupid. Yes. If you like see a door slam open and you're have other people on the house you say like hey, hey that door is open can we go look at that <laughs> like she like walks towards it yeah. i'm like what is she fucking doing oh my god remember when she almost had a serial killer get her <laughs> do i ever <laughs> um and she's like oh you guys you're so funny i'm shaking in basically she says i'm shaking in my stylish yet affordable boots mm-hmm. that's a little wink to you buffy fans out mm-hmm. there 
Um, and then a basketball comes bouncing down the stairs. I don't want to say a, it's a basketball that comes down the stairs because that ball's going to change. Um, and she like goes out the front door. What the fuck? And is like, when are the, oh, are you going to like, when are the twins going to come out and invite me to play forever and ever? Mm-hmm. Girl, don't invoke those twins. I know. I'm not superstitious about a lot of things, but I don't think you should invoke those twins ever. And she then like she gets locked out. <laughs> and then someone like grabs her shoulder and she screams like rightfully because uh-huh. like someone's behind her and she like kind of falls into the house and like Jack's like there like laughing at her with the basketball and Pacey's the one who grabs it's her. It's not shoulder. a basketball that Jack picks up. Oh. That's the problem. It is one of those red dodgeball balls. Oh. It's a basketball that comes down yeah, the stairs. Yeah, totally. And a dodgeball ball That's that Jack's pick so up, funny. picks up so funny um so she like you know they like laugh at her and she whatever and then we get paula cole yeah and we're we're in for uh four scary stories that's not a scary story though no that's just her friends fucking with her yeah (laughs) um so joey vows to get revenge and they're like you know we're just like proving this and she calls herself a weathered scream queen which again okay calm down rain that in Calm down. We don't need that. Apparently, she's quote seen things, uh-huh. <laughs> and you're like, "What the? Fuck yeah, a is serial going killer on? almost got yes! you. You have seen things. Oh girl. my god. Oh my god. And you don't tell that story to anyone. I would tell if that. I would tell that to everyone. Oh my god. I everyone. would have so much trauma from that. And they're like, "Oh really? You've seen things? Like, tell us a story." And she's like, "And she's like, okay." And then she legitimately goes into a story that is every woman's worst nightmare. It's so fucked up. So this is the thing about this is I like the last, like the Friday the 13th episode from season one. Uh huh. It's like, it's good spirited fun. It's good spirited fun. The serial killer is so cheesy, but like, you know, whatever. And that wild, that like, is that the original wild woman? Yeah, definitely. Ursula. (laughs) Ursula. Is that her name? I think so. A man comes out of the bush yelling (laughs) Ursula, and you're like, are we in the Little Mermaid? What is happening? (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, that one's fine. This one, like, it's legitimately. Some of these stories are legitimately terrifying. This one's really fucked up. And the way they yeah. just gloss over it, like, oh, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, really fucked up. Also, like, I just want to note here, like, how um, in this story, Joey is put into some real danger mm-hmm. um, from the outside world. And, like, I'd like to maybe put a pin in the idea of, like, how danger is portrayed particularly towards Joey mm-hmm. in Cape side versus how it's portrayed in Boston. Mm. Um, because I think there's some interesting okay. notes to make, um, particularly for an episode that's coming up that is otherwise going to be completely uninteresting to talk about. <laughs> so, so Audrey's dressed like a prom queen and we find out it's Halloween mm-hmm. and she's walking with Joey and Joey's like just in like frumpy clothes and they're going to the library and Audrey's like, come on, yeah. you don't want to come to this party. And Joey's like, no, I need to find this research material and it's always checked out. And this is going to be the only night no one's at the library. Right. So I got to go. And um, they like bicker about like. Like, Audrey's like, you shouldn't be alone in the library on Halloween. And, like, Joey's like, there's going to be other people there. Like, it's all good. And she's like, I'm not really in the mood to go out partying with everything that's happened. Yeah. So I'm like, is that Mitch's death? Right. That's what I thought, too. Is it Mitch's death? Is it, like, the Dawson shit? Right. 
I don't know. I don't know. So then Joey's like, I'm like, oh, who are you supposed to what be? What is this outfit? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What's going on? Yeah. And she's like, I'm Carrie, like from the movie Carrie, like Sissy Spacek. Mm-hmm. And and Joey's like, but you're like not covered in blood. <laughs> yeah. She's like, there's no pig's blood. And Andre's, and Andre's like, duh, like no one's going to hit on me that way. Like that would be mean, so gross. Logic. I know. Audrey employs basic logic. Yeah. Like, hello, there's multiple you know, ways you could dress of that book, you mm-hmm, know? Mm-hmm. Um, and Joey's like, well, how will they know that you're Carrie at the party? <laughs> and Audrey's like, I'll tell them. I mean, who cares, Joey? I know. <laughs> it's so funny. It's like, shut up. Oh, yeah. my God. And then, but Audrey then's like, oh, but you're, you got, you nailed the hair. So Joey she, that, or yeah. sorry, Joey says that. So she kind of does try to like circle back and be like, yeah. okay, fine whatever you know i mean and true she did nail the hair yeah um so we go then the library and joey's like will you please leave yeah <laughs> like, like get out you of here. don't have to stay here yeah. and, and audrey's like well the party did start 15 minutes ago and joey's like great and audrey's like i'm not gonna be the first person to arrive hard pass that's nope. not gonna happen nope. nobody wants that and um and joey's like yeah and I, i'm not gonna go with you so like, just like <laughs> I don't know if you're waiting around for this, but it's not going to happen. Like, I need to study. Yeah. And Audrey's like, you know what I do when I'm really scared is I count out loud. And (laughs) I don't know if that I thought maybe that was going to come back later, but it didn't. It seemed like it maybe should have. Yes. It was a little Chekhov's gun. I know. (laughs) But uh, didn't happen. Nope. Yeah. No act three. And then, what um, if Karen started counting out loud? Oh my since god, that's technically Act Three. I know, I seriously, would cry. That so that funny. would be so funny. Um, and so Audrey's like, "Well, but why would I be scared?" Joey says that. Sorry, yeah. Joey says that. And it's like, well, remember, like library, like that you're in a scary ass, big ass library. Yeah, remember yeah, the yeah. last time you were here and some creep took you to a secondary location? <laughs> yeah, AJ. <laughs> So Audrey then sees like this middle-aged guy sitting at a desk, like eating peanut, like shelling peanuts. What the fuck is happening? This is not a bar. Sir. Are you allowed to eat in libraries? I mean, like maybe you could have some unshelled peanuts and like put them in your mouth, but like, no, not this. Yeah. And she's like, don't look. There's a creepy dude there and he is staring at you. And then like, she like, she's like, okay, okay. Okay. Look now, look now. And Joey goes to look, and then, of course, the guy, like, looks up, and they make eye contact. Mm-hmm. And then Audrey drops this. She's like, some girl was attacked in this library, and she's not the only one. And I'm like, hold the phone. What the fuck? And we're all just, like, hanging out like nothing's just, happening. I know. Could you imagine if a school did that? And, like, there's no extra, like, like security. security pro- there's no extra lights on, as we'll see later. Like, I mean. Or, like... Like, is this guy a student? Like, you you don't have to show your ID card to get into the library after an incident like that? Right. So Joey's like, okay, I'm not going to the party. And, mm-hmm. like, she... And Audrey asks why, and then Joey's like, because, like, I think, the like, you worried about me is, like, actually, you just want me to go with mm-hmm. you. <laughs> and Audrey's like, why do you think I always am self-interested? Yeah. Which is kind of telling about Joey. Yeah. Is that she always thinks... It's weird because you don't know why. Why does she think people are always, like, getting her to do stuff out of their own self-interest? Because she has low enough self-esteem that she doesn't think that anyone actually just wants to hang out with her. Mm, okay. 
Okay. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's interesting. That's how, that's how I see it. So Audrey's like kind of stands up and she's ready to leave. And then this like rando dude like starts giving her a hard time. Yeah. It's like, are you going to leave or not? And Audrey just like yells at him. Yeah, because Audrey's is, amazing. Yeah, which is like pretty appropriate, yeah. you know? And like she, Audrey ends up leaving. And then Joey kind of like glances over at her shoulder at the creep. Yeah, that middle-aged guy who's like still staring at her. Yeah. So then we get this like time passing montage and we end up with Joey alone in the library. Yeah, like the library starts to thin out. And then like all the lights are turned off in the library except for like these minuscule table lamps. Yeah. First of all, no. Second of all, get the fuck out of there. What are you doing? What the hell? Okay, wait, I have more questions about this timeline in a second. So we we like the middle-aged guy's still there. Yeah, the stack creep. of peanut shells now on yeah. the desk. And he comes up and kind of startles Joey. And he's yeah. like, uh, can I borrow a pen? And she's like, sure. And we get this like real horror music <laughs> yeah. going on. And then he like leans in and is like, you shouldn't be here after dark. It's not safe. And pull it, Joey pulls this tactic that all women yes. know. And she's like, oh, like, I'm just waiting for my boyfriend. He's on the way over. He's coming he- after his football practice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thanks for your concern. And, like, then the guy walks away. Mm-hmm. And she's, like, super freaked out. And, like, rightfully so. Like, I know. That's freaky. Leave. <laughs> <laughs> but she goes to the guy working at the library yes. desk. And she's like... Oh, I need the reading for the intellectual history of Europe, which Uh shout out to my professor, John, Jonathan Beecher at UC Santa Cruz, who taught me that subject. Um, And that shit is no joke. I used to have to read 150 pages a day. It's kind of wild that she's there specifically to get the reading. And she's like asking at this point. Here's my exact note. What the fuck, Joey? (laughs) What's going Why on? Why didn't you ask for that earlier? Like the moment you got there. That yeah. was the whole point of being there. I don't understand what's you happening. You can do the rest of the studying in your room that I you know, presumably just did. He just like pat. So they, the, she goes to this clerk, you know, and the uh-huh. clerk like gives her a list and like prints some stuff out. And then the clerk like was like, oh, and then there's one other reading, like one other reading I need to find. And then one you need to find like in the stacks. Yeah. And yes, why didn't she take that shit home? I don't understand. Well, Especially since Audrey's not going to be in her dorm room. She could study quietly in her dorm. So they said that it's like she can't check it out. She has to read it in the library. Mm. But oh, yeah, yeah. my thing is like, why didn't she read it the second she got there? I couldn't agree more. Anyway, so she's like, oh, are you going to be here for a while? And he's like, oh, yeah, like I'm here another hour or so. And she's like, he's like, oh, are you worried about that guy? Yeah, so this clerk that works in the library is like oh this guy must be creeping you out but no one like does anything right. about it sure it's so fucked up like oh my god because then the library guy's like oh don't worry he's here every night i'm like that's not an answer i know <laughs> okay now i'm worried even more that this creep has like a carte blanche to pr- creep Hang people out, out. Every night. you know he's creeped other people out because obviously you have a data set that tells you that, that that's why i'm asking you and you're just letting that behavior persist right at the expense of women's safety and like my thing too is like so this this is an absolutely like you're saying we're both saying it's a terrifying storyline yeah and i think it's fascinating that as dawson's creek is moving from being dawson's story to joey's story Mm -hmm. the show does allow for these moments where we see these more female-centered perspectives right Mm -hmm. like even if you compare this to the horror of season one. Mm-hmm. It's like so much Dawson, like 
we don't get like we get moments where Joey or Jen are scared, but mm-hmm. like this is like full on Joey's like you're with her. Yeah, totally. How terrifying this is. Right. And but I then also, the show just completely dismisses it. Absolutely. But I think it's fascinating that like this is kind of like in these first few episodes where where I would sort of start calling the show Joey's Creek. Mm. Like a lot of it is this terror. Right. And like female centric terror. Right. Mm, mm. Specifically female. Anyway. So we we see Joey walking through this like totally empty library into the stacks. And I like, first of all, I don't care what day it is in the year. There's no college library is ever this empty. No. Or this dark. Or this dark. Oh. Very mad about the lighting. I am. <laughs> That's so scary. There's all these dark corners and like clearly un- like this place is like unstaffed and like it's oh my god. And there was an attack recently, like apparently more than one. Oh my god. Yeah. Like oh it's like shudder. Oh my god. Because then the middle aged guy is at the end of a row. Yes. And says, Psst, come here. Like what the fuck, man? Oh, my God. And so Joey starts running. Like, finally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then she kind of, tr- like, hides. And then she feels someone right behind her. And she screams. And it's like the clerk is there. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I'm so sorry for startling you. And, like, Joey does this thing that women are really trained to do. And she's like, oh, I'm just, like, I'm having a moment. Like, I'm so sorry that she's I screamed like, when you snuck up on me. I know. And she's like, I think that that creepy guy is following me. And then the clerk is like, no, no, no. He he left. Yeah. And that immediately sends my hackles up. I don't know about you. I'm like. It's like now it's only the two of us in here. Yeah. Like, that doesn't make me feel better. I mean, I would have left long ago. Oh, sure. Same. The, only two dudes and me in there. See ya. And we're not like trying to victim blame anyone. No, 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 But no. like that's that. Like, that's I'm, like, like my like, you know, just my experience. Being alone with men no, is not a thing like, that I. I don't need to study. Yeah. No A is worth this. Exactly. So he's like, do you want me to call campus security? And and like, you know, she's like, no, 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 I'm fine. I'm fine. And, and he's like, OK, well, the other book is downstairs in special collections and he's like, do you want me to walk you there? And I'm like, girl, run. This is when you absolutely just run. <laughs> Get the fuck out. Oh, my gosh. Don't do the reading. I'm like, there are options. I just don't understand what's happening um, in so many ways. <laughs> like, just get an F. Like, whatever. Yeah. Who cares? Like, I don't know. Um like, tell your teacher what happened. Like, there's been, a, like, our school's being terrorized in the library. I cannot go there. <laughs> yeah. Like, until you fix something about this, yeah. I will not do any assignment that requires me to go to the library. Right. Like, fuck that, you yeah. know? Absolutely not. Um, so she gets down to the special collections. And the door's locked. Yeah. And then she hears a door close. I just don't understand the special collection. So just let anyone in there to touch anything they want. I mean, no. Like, like, in reality, no. I know. Like, last time they're like, this is a first edition Little Women, and she just touches it with her bare Bare hands. hands. Okay. I know. Whatever. And she, like, so she hears this door close, and then she runs into a supply closet. To hide. To hide. And she hears a person, like try the door mm-hmm. in the supply closet and then leave the yeah, area and seemingly she can, like, hear them walking so like once the coast is clear she like goes to leave or uh-huh. like in her mind the coast is clear she goes to leave and she like runs and like runs to get back upstairs and she runs smack into the middle-aged guy mm-hmm. who's back 
And she screams and then runs more and runs into the library guy. Yeah. And like, she's like, oh my God, I'm so glad you're here. Like, this creepy guy is down here. Like, because yeah. apparently they're still downstairs. And the library guy's, yeah, like, I saw him follow you. So I followed him. <laughs> and then Joey thanks this guy. And then the middle-aged guy punches the library guy. Yeah. And knocks him down and, and then says... You should listen to me, sweetie. Uh, to Joey. Uh, God. And we're like, what? And then the library clerk, like, comes out, like, kind of recovers and comes with a book and takes the creep out. And he's like, he's like, come with me. Like, I'm going to let you leave. And they, like, go to the door. And then the library clerk, like, locks, locks the, the door. door. And she's like, what are you doing? Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, because this, like, somewhat good-looking white guy is, like, of course the creep. I know. This guy's 100% the creep. <laughs> they're both the creeps. I mean, they're both creepy, but, like... Yeah. And he, like, turns on Joey, and he's like, you know... She's like, who is... Th- wait, who is that creep? And he's like, he was a cop. You should have listened to him. I just... Oh, okay. Okay. And it's like... And then he's like, think you can put up a fight? Which is, like, such a fucking creepy ass thing to say and so he's like kind of starts stalking joey and joey's like so you're the guy that attacked that girl last semester and you're like this kind of makes sense at a fucking elite school where like a girl gets attacked and then it's someone who works there so no one did anything about it and he still fucking works there totally and he's still like perpetuating these violence against women against women Mm. And the dude's like, don't tell anyone, all creepy. And then Joey fucking roundhouse Out of nowhere. <laughs> oh, my God. And I was laughing too hard to see anything else. <laughs> it's like a fucking high roundhouse she, kick. She takes this guy down. She roundhouse kicks him, punches him. And then he, like, grabs her and she kicks him in the balls and starts throwing shit at him, including a card catalog, which I was like... Oh, wait, there's so much happening. What's going on? There's a card catalog in this library. What's I mean, I guess we on? still had them back then. Okay. Oh, my God. Amazing. And then she kicks him in the face again. <laughs> so violent. I mean, and then the middle-aged guy comes up and tells her that she crouching tigered his ass. Oh, my God. It's so fucked up. He's like, oh, you crouching tigered his ass as like this like East Asian like you know inspired music plays yeah, it's uh it's um, um I, I called it vaguely culturally appropriate yikes. music <laughs> what the fuck yeah oh it's a lot. my it's god a lot. it's real racist and it's joey's- not a lot it's racist uh, i'm just gonna say that <laughs> okay, thank you um, and joey says that but i just want to point out the cop comes after the crime happens no didn't help at all did they stop did he stop the crime no okay so that's what we need to tell our fucking white ass parents Mm. yep um and so joey's like oh my kickboxing class paid off i love workout joey like like season five they're like she jogs she takes kickboxing (laughs) okay (laughs) comes out of nowhere what okay Okay. <laughs> so, and this is the part I'm interested in because we get back to Jack, Joey, and Pacey. And Jack's like, yeah, that's creepy, but the fraternity house beats yeah. you. I'm like, Jack's like, yeah, sure. You were almost raped and murdered. But like, I have a frat house on my hands where more <laughs> rape and murder happens. So, like, oh my God. And like, I just like, I'm stunned that she's like telling this really horrific story. And like, 
I mean, I get it for it's for the show, but yeah, whatever. Yeah. But she's telling this horrific story, and they're like, "Oh yeah," <laughs> but let me tell you something crazier. Well, and this is why, like, there's a part of me that's like, I, I almost wish we just got to see her tell it because, like, I have definitely told stories that are intensely traumatic stories mm-hmm. in a way that, like, I tell it funny, and every once in a while, someone's like that was really fucked up. Yeah. (laughs) And sometimes people just laugh along with it, right? Mm -hmm. Like it depends on a a, a ton of different things. And so like, I'm curious as to how she actually told this story. I'm not because what, how could you make that funny and not fucked up? Right. I, I, I mean, I guess, but like, I have stories that I tell that are, if I tell you the real story, it's you roundhouse kicked a guy in the face. No, but that when I the guy who almost punched me out outside of Dodger Stadium when uh-huh. I was just in a Giants right. shirt and I was waiting for the bus. Uh-huh. Like I can tell that story in a way where I'm like, this is why I hate the Dodgers. Right. And like, yeah, I mean, like I'm like, yeah, it was shitty and like whatever. But like the real story is so fucking traumatic and mm-hmm. ends with me like crying on a bus for, mm-hmm. you know, like a half yeah. an hour. Yeah. And like feeling really like unsafe and, yeah. and deeply like deeply traumatized by it and like so there's this part of me that's like I get how you can tell that story in a way where it's like yeah that was fucked this fucked up thing happened but it's like hmm. not as like I mean you leave parts of it out mm-hmm. that's why right that's how so there's there's this part of me that's like I don't know if she told that story exactly how we just saw it like you stop everything in our like who do we report this to? How do we like get authorities involved? Yeah. Or just like, okay, well, like the school needs to have yeah. like a change to their, right, right, right. That's what well, I mean. And also does this guy still work there? Yeah. Like what's going on? Right. Like, he's just going to do like, he's like, doing just, this yeah. right now to someone else. Like, is he still 100%. a library clerk? Like, oh my totally. God. Um, it's a lot. It, it, well, it, and this is my thing. Like we're this episode, like is doing whatever it's doing, right. but like, when we're talking about narrative and like talking about the way that fiction influences how we see ourselves Mm -hmm. and each other, Mm -hmm. like this is appalling. Right. And I I think this is like directly contributes to why I don't like scary movies is because they make entertainment out of women's fear and women's, you know, and violence against women, you know, and and it, and it's like, I don't know. It's too much to watch for me. Totally. And like, yeah, but I think uh, anyway, like I- I'm kind of fascinated by how a story like this is like, oh, it'll be in this fun, scary episode. And I'm like, no, this is like fucking t- traumatizing. Oh my god! Like seriously? Yeah, she almost gets locked in the library by like someone a who rapist. works there. Yeah, like <laughs> wild. Anyway, so Joey is like, oh, is your your story cre- like? your story creepier than keg stands and roofies. And I'm like, man, we really fucking joked about rape drugs. I know. That's all I could think was like, <laughs> Joey. Okay. Is she a friend to woman? She's like, ha roofies. Hilarious. Uh, but, but I mean, I remember joking about shit like that back <sighs> then. Not like just like as a one, like when you, I don't know. I do. I remember it. Mm. So Jack says like, you know he's like come on i already get enough of that for my common law wife like you know yeah Yeah, yeah. and i and i'm like okay so when is this episode taking place because like if it's taking place in the timeline that we're actually in he and jen aren't really speaking right Yeah, yeah yeah anyway so he's like okay you know 
or she says, how can being in the loving arms of your brothers be creepy? And I was like, Joey is like picking up on the gay vibes of this fraternity. <laughs> I love it. Um, so Jack's like, yeah, but this is about basements. And I was like, enough said, Jack. Oof. Yeah. Oof. That's real scary. We don't, we don't do that in California. And so, no, that's so <laughs> dangerous. Your house would fall over in an earthquake. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Jack, like, he, you know, as he's telling his story, we see him like show up at the frat house. Hang on. Huh. He says, late nights in the basement with the right provisions, the mind can start playing tricks on you. And the way he says it sounds very gay. Like we're <laughs> about to go into a bathhouse. <laughs> it's amazing. Anyway, sorry, continue. So he walks up into the frat house and, and like, I guess the older brother or like the actual brothers, not the pledges, are like all dressed up and leaving to go somewhere. They're there. like in tuxedos. Yeah. They're like, oh, the basement's ready for you, man. And you're like, oh, OK. And so he is in the basement and there's like two bros there. Chad. I think and Brad. we named them Kyle or Chad and Brad. always. OK. Chad and Brad. <laughs> Although one of them is actually called Chad later on, which yeah. made me laugh really hard. But um. And so a different Chad and Brad that we've named than yeah, the ones we've named. Before. They don't we've seen these people. Oh, have we? Yeah. Oh, they all look the same. Yeah. I called them Kyle one and Kyle two because I knew I had called one of them Kyle. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but they can also be Chad and Brad. Yeah. It doesn't matter. So he so they're like in the basement, like cleaning it out and I don't know why, but I guess it's just like a thing pledges do or whatever. Right. And Jack's like, hey, what's the station number for like the college radio? Like, I want to put that on. And they're like, oh, yeah, like our friend has a show in the morning. This is the number. And like and Jack's like, oh, yeah, my friend is a show right now. And I think this is the f- maybe the first we were supposed to learn of Jen. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. This is like when we we're I like, think this was the intro. I, I agree. I was like, OK, I think this makes sense timeline wise mm-hmm. of like, oh, no, th- this is when we find it out. Like that Jack's like, oh, great. I want to support her and listen to the yeah, radio. Yeah, yeah. Um, And then so Kyle, Chad, whatever, whatever. is like, hey, is she hot? And Jack's like, I don't know how to answer that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Kyle's like. Uh, yes or no that's, <laughs> that's how you answer, I answer it. it and Jack's like yeah yeah she's fucking hot but like no well so then and, like Kyle or Ch- Kyle Chad is like well you should bring her over here with some time and Jack's like no um but then he like coughs and he's like oh I caught some of that flu that was going around and I was like woo that hits different I know what are you doing around people Jack I know <laughs> you caught a flu get the fuck home I know stay home wear yeah. a mask and oh he's my like gosh. coughing and I'm yes. like don't cough in front of people yeah you're oh gonna God. get them sick I was at the pool right before I came here and this guy kept coughing and I was like sir oh my god we were walking down the street and someone coughed and i was like we just need to cross the street i know i'm, I'm still i was like you're not wearing like we don't it's not like you wear a mask in yeah. the pool i mean we're outside so it's like people yeah. walk around but i was mask. like i was like mm, no no anyway. i'm okay so jack basically is tells them he's been drinking scissorp <laughs> it's like <laughs> he's like no i'm fine oh, i'm just like on that yeah whatever yeah and his buddy is like, you need some Jack Daniels, Jack, or whatever. And like, I'm just like, ooh, some great choices being made here. I know. And Jack's like, no, 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 no. And then the other dude, Brad, is like, no, I'm okay. Yeah. And Chad's like, we should be out partying. Like, you know, we should be partying right now or whatever. Yeah. And Brad's like, I think this is what they call peer pressure. And you're like, yes. Yes. It Brad. is. Yes. 
And then the and other then he's like, like, fine, but let's just have a little. Yeah. And so they're going to share a flask of Jack Daniels with a sick guy. I mean, I was just like, I'm triggered. This is like the things I'm that like triggered. my nephews are going to be like, is that what really happened? And I'm going to yeah. be like, yes, it is. Yeah, we used to do that shit. We were in the dark ages. We're monsters. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I was in high school, we used to get a bottle of Southern Comfort, stand in a yeah, circle, and, like, and just it. every just Ugh. drink it until it was dr- gone. And I think about that now, and I'm like, oh my god, like like that is weird, but like okay, but this guy actively is like, I'm sick. Yeah, no, totally, hundred <laughs> percent. So one of the Chad Kyle Brads finds a yearbook from 1968, and <laughs> he's like, oh, this is the year my dad was here. Yeah, and you're like, Ugh. okay. And they start being like, wasn't that the year some guy offed himself? Wow. And I'm like, first of all, unless that was the wildest story ever, like, there's no way you would know that from 1968. Like, that would not be an urban legend. What do you mean? Like, I mean, not to be too whatever, but like, you know. If someone killed themselves in the frat house, you would know about it. Oh, I guess in the frat house. I thought it was like at the college. Okay. 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 So then they're like, that guy was and a total psycho. And especially if psycho. your dad was there. I guess, yeah. Yeah. But that guy was a total psycho. I just used to hear all the stories from my mom, like, mm-hmm. of, like, you know, students mm-hmm. killing themselves. And I was like, there's no way that story gets passed mm-hmm. from 1968 to 2001. Right. In, like, But in a dorm. Universe. Yeah, sure, yeah, maybe. totally. Yeah, but yeah. in a, like... In a frat house, of course. Yeah, fair point. Yeah, fair yeah, point. Yeah. So <laughs> they're like, he was a total psycho. And I was like, God, we were all just monsters. <laughs> really <laughs> right? were. Like, wow. They're, no, and then, and then Chad's like, yeah, didn't his, I heard his girlfriend just fucked everyone on his floor and he killed himself because of it. And you're like, whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. I was like, this is a horror show. What are <laughs> what you doing? What the fuck is and, going and on? And not in the way that you think it is. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> And Jack's like, that's disturbing. And I was like, Jack, I know you're saying this for different reasons, but like, it is disturbing. It is disturbing. <laughs> well, because also like, then they're like, no, I heard his girlfriend like fucked, ev- like fucked, you know, someone else. And then he like, you know, hanged himself in the quad or something mm-hmm. like that. And I'm like, okay, so it all is revolving around this girlfriend. Like it's the woman's fault that this yeah. man did this. <laughs> that's, that's kind of what the point they're trying to make, which is so fucked up right so jack starts to feel dizzy and like i'm like probably from mixing cough medicine and alcohol sir (laughs) yeah and kyle kyle brad chad is like "Mm, don't puke here yeah it's a puke free zone yeah like the bathroom's over there and he goes into the most disturbing bathroom i've ever seen it is wild oh my god and he's like washing his face and like we see like something like kind of run past him or like, like a, a shadow. shadow or something and it's he's freaked out some whispering yeah, yeah i'm freaked out too yeah and, and when- he goes back into the basement and all the bros are gone yeah and a window is open mm-hmm. and this chair starts like rocking mm-hmm. and like a picture falls off of it and breaks on the ground mm-hmm. And, like, the radio starts playing music from the 1960s. And yeah. I'm like, is this the Halloween episode of my so-called That's life? all I could think. <laughs> I, that's all. I was like, oh, my, oh God. my God. Don't Nikki try Drisco to Nikki Driscoll this situation. I know. Like, oh, my God. You're never going to get there. Um, that episode is amazing. <laughs> so he Jack hears, like, this banging noise and, like, goes upstairs and starts walking through the house. And no one's in the house. And instead of, like. Turning the light on in every room he goes into. 
oh, that's one that's one way to do it. Leaving is what I said. <laughs> he goes into this like big room. Like a living room area? Yeah, with like a fireplace, but there's no lights on. He doesn't think to turn a light on, no, even no, though like shadows are scaring him. Yeah. But like, okay. And he hears like a knocking like or a like banging, a banging yeah. and he opens a door and it's he a... He opens a door. Sorry, can you just pause I on know. that? He and well, th- like turn the light on and then maybe open the door or something in here. Like I don't know, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't do I this. I would do but, um <laughs> Okay, okay. And so he sees a Chad in the closet with his mouth and hands taped. Oh my god! I mean, <laughs> and so he pulls this guy out and he takes the tape off and he's like, "Are you okay?" And he's like, and the guy, Chad's like, "It was a hazing." Yeah. And Jack's like, what? They could have killed you. I don't understand what's happening. And also, who are you? Right. And so the guy's like, oh, I'm a new pledge. And like, like, don't so don't tell anyone because like it would be like indiscreet. And Jack's like, I'm a new pledge and I've never seen you before. Yeah. And then this guy's like, you know, don't tell anyone because all the guys hate me and they just let me in because my dad is a. A legacy. Me, a founding member. Yeah. And I don't want to, like, make this worse. And Jack's like, but everyone here is great. And, like, okay, just, like, I want to take a, let's just, like, nitpick one thing, which is Mm -hmm. that, like, if we're in the correct timeline where Mm -hmm. this episode actually does take place after the last episode, Jack's like, everyone I met here is great, even though we just got done with all of his bros trying to, like, sexually, like... Well, I agree with you. And then... uh also, I feel like this is part of the larger conversation we've had in the listener corner of like, oh, my experience was fine. And it's like, even Jack's like, this guy's saying a really horrific thing that Jack has witnessed with his own two eyes of mm-hmm. tape over his mouth and hands. And it's like, that doesn't make sense. Everyone here is great. And it's like, okay. <laughs> this man is taped up in a closet, Jack. <laughs> like, like, everyone's great to you. And right. look at what's happening right now, you right. know? And like, that's what I mean, where it's like, well, we need to reimagine these things part of a larger problem, you know? It's like, yeah. okay, maybe your experience is fine. It doesn't mean everyone's experience is sure. fine. Sure. And this guy's like, you know, they've been on me since day one. And Jack's just like, you know, okay, well, you know, I'm not like the, those guys. Like, you can talk to me about this. Yeah. And then this guy who got taped up says, I think he literally says his name is Chad. Okay. Sorry, yeah. Chad. Um, says I, that he told his roommate he had feelings for him. And Jack's like, okay, so? so? And Chad's like, well, I mean, like, I was kind of drunk. I just blurted it out. I didn't really, I don't even know if I really meant it. And, like, I kind of had the feeling he felt something, but, like, I shouldn't have done that. And Jack's like, I don't get why this is a big deal. Yeah. And Chad's like, because I'm gay. And Jack's like, yeah, yeah. me too. And all the guys knew this in the house knew this and they still took me in. It's the 21st century. I mean, they did make a pretty horrible homophobic joke in the last episode, but we'll let that and slide. And they already admitted they only took you in. You know, they, part of the reason why they took you in was for a <sighs> quota. <sighs> and I'm like, if you haven't figured it out yet, this dude's from 1968. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Jack's like, this shouldn't happen, man. Yeah, it's the 21st century. Right, you said that. And he's like, you know, let me go get you some water. And the guy is like, man, like, it's so great that you're here. And like, I wish there were, I wish there was like more like him. 
Same. Like, like me. And I'm like, yeah. And in 2001, there's even only going to be t- one. So. I know. Even in the 21st century, Jack is the first and only gay so one in the, the house. the progress so. is going to be slow going. Yeah. <laughs> and so Jack grabs his cell phone and it's not working. And then he, he goes back up to the living room and the guy is gone. And then we just get a shot of the house outside with the light swinging. Wait. No, Jack goes to find his cell phone and we hear like that 60s music playing yeah. and then it cuts out and plays nine you know 2000 right, right, music right. and then we see him hold the photo and chad's there oh right yeah that's right that's yeah right. sorry um and we get and we just shoot then we just sh- get the shot of like outside the house with the light swinging mm-hmm. so that was the guy that died by suicide mm-hmm. and my thing too with this story is like that is such a darker story than I think the story that Dawson's Creek thinks it's telling. I mean, obviously this guy, like what we've seen is he was bullied so bad he killed himself and then the frat blamed it on women. As I said, <laughs> such a more a, like darker story than I think Dawson's Creek knows that it's telling. <laughs> so fucked up. Like, I don't think the show understands... I don't think the show understands that, like... The- and we also don't even know if this guy actually killed himself. Yeah. Like... Or was killed by his... Yeah. Like, I mean, they, they tied like, him tied, up. And, a- like, Jack even said, you could have died. Right. Um, so we go back to the living room, and Pacey's like, oh, yeah, those are scary stories. Just brush past this oh, whole thing. Oh, wow, okay. You saw a ghost. Like, I mean, it's also scary to be like, Jack, um... What happened? Like, you saw a ghost? <laughs> like, oh, back up. <laughs> Was that the like, you saw robot the ghost of, like You saw the ghost of, like... So you solved the crime, gay too, people? that the brothers in the 60s killed someone, but then they said it was a um, suicide. <laughs> or drove this so, man is that what we're to hap- a... Yeah. Is that what we're seeing? Okay. Um... So anyway, um, so then Pacey is like, that's scary, but what you need is an urban legend. And of course, Josh Jackson, <laughs> the star of the movie Urban Legend. Yeah. Um, and yes, that will be in our Patreon movie club at yes. some point. Yes. <laughs> um, he He's like, you know, Jack's like, oh, so what? We need like some predictable story about a teen couple. And Pacey's like, no, urban legends serve a purpose. And Joey's like, yeah, to discourage drunk teenagers from, yeah, from teenagers doing from it drinking and having sex in the forest. <laughs> I'm like, not wrong. Joey's not yeah, wrong. Yeah. So they have like this back and forth where Pacey talks yeah. about how he's no stranger to the seedy underbelly of the city. And Jack's like, I knew you lived a double life. Yeah. Like, I knew you had some wild stories on that boat. Totally. And, he, and, you know, it's cute to see their friendship, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah. And then Pacey's like, yeah, this one night I was with Karen. And Joey's like, who's Karen? Yeah. And Pacey, just without missing a beat, is like, you want to have that conversation right now? <laughs> She's like, nope. She's sure like, don't. sugar high. Hmm. Don't, don't want to do it. <laughs> um, And Pacey's like, one night, before, quote, before the drama reared, all the drama reared its head. And I'm like, again, when does this episode happen? I know. I know. So weird. Because, um, like, Jack nods, like, uh-huh, the drama, sure, mm-hmm. heard about it. Mm-hmm. Joey has never heard of Karen. Yeah. 
And so I'm like, maybe it's pre them having sex, him and Karen having sex and post him finding out she was sleeping with Danny. Well, I think them talking is supposed is like reshoots of. Oh, of course it to is. Be, Absolutely so, it is. So like this is supposed to be in line. In the timeline. In the timeline. Yeah. Every time they talk. Yeah. But they're like, we're going, we're flashing back. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So here's what I'm going to say. I played Karen off last time mm-hmm. and I'm well aware of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this episode was supposed to air prior to the last one. Right. right the last right. one was her last episode. Right. It's yeah. just that this one aired prior to it. Totally. And Or was supposed to air prior to it. And so like, I maintain that we played her off on the correct episode. Mm. We played her off on her last episode. Okay. Um, and so I also felt like we needed to call out that like once again Dawson's Creek leaves the the two people of color Mm -hmm. there are when there are more than one person of color on the show they make them leave in the same episode for weird reasons and this time it's not even because they're father daughter it's like they don't even fucking know each other (laughs) anyway so Pacey starts telling how he was giving Karen a ride home in Danny's car which seems like a BMW yeah and Karen's like, no, this is his wife's car. And Joey's like, oh, was it a, on a long, dark road and with the moon above? <laughs> no. Pacey's like, yeah. Yeah, actually. Yeah. So Pacey's like super impressed. And it's a BMW yeah. with the car. And Karen's like, oh, it's his wife's car. His Porsche is in the shop. And I'm just like, back up. How much money do you think this restaurant makes? <laughs> Unless he's Mario Batali. Or like the, I, oh, mean, I thought he's the is, chef. The guy. Like, but not all chefs are owners. Right, right, right. So is he the owner? I mean, it doesn't seem like that. It seems like he's just the chef. And if he's just the head chef, he's not driving a Porsche. No. Tell you that right now. Or like maybe, but that's because he like has a studio apartment. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If he's driving a Porsche, it means he's terrible with his money. Or he just made a choice, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So Garen starts saying that Paisley's boy crush on Danny is totally cool. And then Paisley gets like weird about it. (laughs) It's funny. Yeah. Because Karen's calling him out, like, because th- she knows him, too. Yeah. And this probably took place, like, this scene took place before Pacey knew that, like, about Karen and Danny, Danny you know? So, like, she's kind of like, he's not as cool as you seem, you know, as, he's, as you think he is. And Pacey's like, yeah, but, like, he's the only one in my life, the only person I've met that doesn't make me feel like a total freak for not going to college. Mm-hmm. And, like, Karen, you don't know me or anything about me, so you actually don't know how important that is. And I think yeah. for the storytelling, that's really cool. I think it's cool, And too. I also think it's cool how Karen's like, no, no, this guy's, like, don't put all your eggs in that basket. He's a weirdo. Totally. Totally. I think it's great. And I think, like, it's interesting because... Because they're doing it in flashback, mm-hmm. it's like they're not even really having to retcon any of the situations. Like, it was supposed to have already happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, fascinating. Anyway, so a car passes Karen and Pacey with its lights off, and Pacey flashes his lights. His to, brights, yeah. Yeah, to be like, your lights are off. And, and then Car- Karen like, starts freaking out. This was such a, such a weird late 90s thing. It was, it was an urban legend. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, totally. It. Yeah. it was like a total urban legend, but like, it's like racist oh totally because it's like about gang initiation yeah like it's like oh no don't you know like there's a gang initiation where like if you flash your brights at someone then they like chase you off the road and you're like what the fuck okay anyway so you know karen tells pacey this urban legend and he's like um i don't know what kind of mad max (laughs) post-apocalyptic universe 
you live in but in mine like that's just common courtesy yeah that's the universal like your lights are off buddy you know Uh, I just thought about how these people are in for a treat in like 15 years when Mad Max Fury Road comes out and Mm. blows them all away (laughs) um anyway so they argue about this and Karen's like uh that dude's following us now And, like, Pacey thinks she's being paranoid, but the car turns on its high beams and then, like, starts chasing Pacey and ramming into the back of his car. (laughs) Pacey's stunned. And they, and, like, yeah, so they start, he starts, like, racing the BMW. And Karen's like, there's a truck stop right there. What? Okay. (laughs) And they pull into it. And then, like, we see the back of the car and it doesn't look like it's been hit at all. I just want to point out. I know, but maybe it has some scratches or something. Maybe. And And Pacey's like, fuck. Oh, my God. Danny's going to be so mad. Like, oh, my God. He's going to kill me. And Karen pulls out her phone and she's like, I don't have any service. Like, of course. Oh, my gosh. And then they walk into the diner to use the phone. But the pay phone is, of course, out of order. Yeah, they walk in and like everyone stares yeah, at them. Yeah, it's like record scratch. Yeah. And it like, feels very Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, OK. Because like, where just you like, can't get away because like everyone is in on this. Oh, OK. Like in Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Sorry, it's not really a spoiler, but it's kind uh-huh. of is. But like. She gets out of the house or some a couple of them get out of the house and like get to another house and they're like, oh, help us, help us. And then it's like the guy's aunt and uncle or something. Oh, okay. And they like bring them back. Like, oh, OK. It's terrifying. Yeah. So it, like everyone stares at them and you're like, why? They're just like two young kids. Like right. <laughs> they don't look weird at all. Or like but out of place of, either. Like, we don't like outsiders yeah, here or whatever know, like, at this truck stop. I know. It's like all outsiders and like whatever. <laughs> but then it gets super Twin Peaks yeah. because like we get these like images of like coffee pots overflowing and like pork chops being burned yeah. on the grill. I was like, what show am what I in now? What is going on? <laughs> yeah. It's like in the clock, like the cat clock. Yeah, is, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, it looks. It literally looks like a yeah, part of Twin Peaks. Super bizarre. It's super David Lynch. Yeah. And this this waitress pops out and she's like, You standing or sitting? And Pacey's like, uh yeah, can we use your phone? And she's like, right back there. And he's like, Well, yeah, but it's out of order. Yeah. And she's like, Well, and <laughs> guess your SOL. And then Karen's like, Pacey, 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 Pacey. And they turn and look out the window, and the car that chased them off is parked right next to Danny's yeah. um car and pacey just starts yelling, yelling. and using slurs yep <laughs> he like, says <laughs> he's like which one of you redneck inbred freaks smashed into my car <laughs> well first of all it's not your car second of all that doesn't seem like a smart thing to say if you're gonna get any of these people to help you and also like the car's right there just write down the license plate number and and the <laughs> make and model and get on with your day yeah exactly so then, like, the, they're all staring at him, and, like, this dude comes up and is like, get out. And they sort of, like, yell back and forth at each other. And the, the guy who's, like, telling Pacey to leave is, like, missing teeth. <laughs> and Pacey's like, oh Yeah. And so Pacey and Karen drive off. And Karen's freaked out. She's yeah. like, oh, my God, oh, my God. And then Pacey slams on his brakes, and we see the car is, like, right in front of him. Okay, I have, to, I have a question for you. Uh-huh. Where the fuck are they supposed to be? <laughs> I, I think it's just in the back roads around boston it's pretty rural. are there back roads around boston yeah it's super rural out there oh i don't yeah. know i've Boston's only been to boston not that big of a town no i know that and but then, i didn't know it was rural yeah i mean you're thinking of like sprawl of the west <laughs> like you gotta go a long ways in la to get to a road like this yeah yeah <laughs> 
Um, so yeah, they, then they like rev and speed towards each other, like some weirdo race car driver movie. And then the other guy like spins off the road. Yeah. And yeah. Then, they're like, they're like playing chicken. Yeah. And Pacey's like, it's not my car. I don't give a fuck. And then the, yeah. Then but that's like, not the, that's not what you should be worried about. I don't know. Then, yeah. Then the other car like kind of drives off the road and then like they go and like look at the car. Karen pulls a baseball bat she's out like, of the trunk. She's like, pop the trunk, pop the trunk. And Pacey's like, oh, God. And then, like, why is there a baseball bat even in the trunk? Sure. And then Pacey says, I have to start me- meeting less angry women about this black woman that he is oh, hanging out gosh. with. Um, Just to say that. And, yeah, they, like, open the door to the car because for some reason they have gone down to see what's going on right. instead of just getting the fuck out of there. <laughs> I know. And no one's in the car. <laughs> Even in this moment, and I think the first time I saw it, I was like, well, they just went out the other door. Or like ran away. Yeah, that's what I mean. Is like It doesn't mean that no one was driving the I car. Know. It just means it got out before you went to your trunk, got the bat, and then walked down there. So that's enough time for someone to go to out the other door. Anyways, um, Pacey's like, how about I drive you home? And then they leave. And then that's the end of the story. Okay. Because so like, I mean, this is this one is like dumb as shit. Mm-hmm. It's so dumb. Yeah. Um, nearly as dumb as the movie Urban Legend, <laughs> 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 which I did see in the theater because Josh Jackson amazing, was in it. amazing, and Rebecca Gayhart because I was a big Nintendo fan. Yeah. Um. So yeah, like is the other Jared Leto in it is he? I don't know. I don't remember. Mm. Honestly, I just remember it being like truly awful. Mm-mm. Um. But. I think like the first two are actually like legitimately have interesting things to say, even if that's not what the Dawson's Creek writers meant to do. Yeah, this one's stupid. But this one's fucking stupid. So we go back to the living room and Jack's like, um, well, so we can't offer anything better than a slasher flick, like our (laughs) stories. Yeah. And Joey says, maybe what they say about our generation is true. We've grown up immune to the media. Now it's normal to see people guzzling blood on prime time. This is one that and I was like, this is one of the nicer things that has been said about millennials, actually, mm. that we just like grown up immune to the media. I wish that were true. <laughs> okay. Anyway, good. And they all seem or she seems very worried about the effects of reality TV. And I'm like, ah, oh, how nice to be worried about the effects of not living with the yeah. effects of having a reality TV star as president. Okay. <laughs> so Pacey's like. No, not buying it. You're a scaredy cat. Mm-hmm. And then Grams walks in. Yeah. She's like, what are y'all doing? And they're how, like, how long has it been since we've seen Grams? That's what I was thinking. I think this is why she's supposed to be in this, the fourth episode. Right. Fifth episode. Yeah. Right. <laughs> fourth episode. Yeah. <laughs> Chronologically. Yeah. She yeah. hasn't been in a minute. I think since Mitch's funeral. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So she's like, what are y'all doing? And Joey's like, oh, we're just sitting by the fire telling ghost stories. And Krams is like, you don't have enough life experience to have any truly scary stories. Right. She says this. And then she tells a story about her granddaughter. <laughs> yeah. And she says, I've ha- I have one. <laughs> and Jack says it, it'll be hard to scare them because they're a bunch of jaded cinephiles. And I'm like, is that how you describe yourself? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just interesting. And she, she's like, a truly scary story should hit you where you live. 
it takes take your safe place and turn it into a den of nightmares. <laughs> and like Ven tells a story about Jen after she told these people that she didn't, they didn't have enough life experiences to have like, a scary story. What she says is so scary and they're stunned and you're like, oh my God, are we going to get like a total Grams flashback of yeah. some weird ass shit? Thomas Culpepper. I know. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm here for this. Yeah. And then all of a sudden she just is like, it's about, it was so scary for Jen. Even she couldn't tell it. And you're like, what? Okay, so you're talking about actual trauma. What? Okay. And um, she's like, it was Jen's first night at the radio station. So I think, like, yeah, we were supposed to, like... I think this like, was, like, the intro. Yeah, be like, oh, it's going to be my first night. I have a radio show, and they couldn't film those scenes. So, like, yeah, we get this. Yeah. So she, we learned that she was alone in the booth. It's close to midnight. Mm-hmm. And, look, she says that she's, like saving us oh i've been saving this song for all you people that are like listening right now and i want to say what the song was supposed to be yeah and i'm not going to play it because of certain reasons so it's supposed to be marilyn manson's cover of annie lennox's uh, sweet dreams are made of these uh-huh. marilyn manson is a rapist and an abuser yeah. and i'm not going to play his music on the here you're going to play the annie lennox one i will play the, i'll play the annie lennox one um, it's a better one she's anyways. a queen <laughs> Better one anyways. Um, but but I will say that at one point in my life, I really did love that song. Mm. I, I was a big Marilyn Manson fan. Mm. Fuck that guy. Um, not anymore. Uh, so Jen is like, she's tired. She's like yawning. And then we like see that this branch outside the station is like hitting the window and the wind. Mm-hmm. And so Jen's like, fuck, I got to go like... <laughs> I don't know why she's like let me fix this but so she's like uh she goes to go outside and she props the door of the studio open with a trash can mm-hmm. <laughs> what okay and also again there's no one else there there's no one else there <laughs> what that doesn't make any sense yeah um and like it's just because it's like a college radio station right. you know like it doesn't make any sense but yeah so she props the door open with a trash can wonder what's gonna happen and she goes out to grab the branch and like she jumps up and breaks the branch she, i mean the yeah. tree <laughs> what and we hear like the door slam shut right. oh didn't see that coming you know right and so then she tries to like like get it open with her id yeah like we've seen a movie where you like slide it uh-huh. and it, like that does, it, I, does not work never worked but, for me. okay so she used her school id and like rightfully it just like shoots through the door yeah. inside you know and you see it on the ground yeah and she starts like circling the building and, and weirdly we cut to a commercial oh <laughs> okay i didn't even notice it wow yeah so, but we also get this shot at some point. I can't remember. I don't know if it was before or after mm-hmm. the commercial of that, like being watched. Mm-hmm. So it's like through yeah, some, like, yeah, yeah. you know, and so ephemera. we hear like what sounds like wind, but it also is saying Jennifer. <laughs> right. And we get this like guy in a poor man's, I know what you did last summer outfit. Like yeah. it's kind of that, like, it's like a slicker. Yeah. 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 We don't know if it's a guy, but it's like a, a human person. shape. Yeah. Yeah. And she turns around like really scared. And I'm like, this is legitimately scary. Fucked up. <laughs> she's in an alley and there's like a dude. Yeah, with a hoodie on and yeah. like every and she's locked out. And um, then she starts walking towards it. Toward him. What the fuck? And she's like, what do you like, what do you have to say to me or whatever? And then it falls and it's like a mannequin. <laughs> a mannequin. And we're like, okay. And then she hears the record skipping, which is like, how did she hear it? Isn't it in the booth? But no, no, no. So they, they, so that's funny. They have like 
they're in the shot and I don't know if they actually cut away to a shot of it, but mm. you can kind of see that there are speakers right mm. outside that is like piping this radio show apparently outside around the radio hours? station 24 hours a day. Yikes. It's like, no. Okay. And so she's like, here's the record skipping. And she's like, oh, shit. And she runs in and she's able to open the door, but that doesn't feel weird to her. Right. Apparently not. And she goes and she fixes the, you know, record skipping. And she like tells the people like, oh, I'm here with you all night or whatever. And then we see her ID is sitting on, on the board, like the mixing board. Yeah. And we're She's like, like, I'm going to go to a commercial and I'll be right back. <laughs> and then the idea is sitting there, not on the floor where it fell. And I'm like, okay, that's ter- legitimately yes. terrifying. Oh, my God. All alone, too. Also, she's all... I, like, watched this late at night last <laughs> night. And I was like, this was a mistake. So fucked up. And, you know, it, um, it freaked me out. And there's... And, like, so we, we see her and there's, like, this shadow behind her and someone whispers her name. Yeah. And then someone, like, falls through the window? The mannequin does. Oh. The man... Oh, it's the, the mannequin. The mannequin flies through the window and crashes. Like, the window explodes. Explodes. With glass. And okay. Jen screams, and that's it. And then we cut to Grams. And she's like, now that's a scary story. And we're like, what? I mean, yes. But also, like, A, what happened? Like... And B, like, so you're telling me this happened, like, six weeks ago and like the this is the first they're all hearing about it and not only that but like you haven't like nobody's like made sure jen's okay this hasn't like seeped out into like the fact that dawson and her are having like conversations and and nora came into the you know studio and there wasn't like new like broken glass or like you know no mention of the new glass i don't know and also, like, I want to just point out that Jen and Joey's stories are very similar. Yeah. Insofar as that it's like, this is the fear for women. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, Jax is very similar, too. Yeah. Or it's like, yeah. you no, know, it's the marginalized people. Yeah, I'll it's say. men that are going to be fearful. And Paisley's is like dumb, this dumb <laughs> urban legend. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Jax then like, OK, I guess we go to sleep. And then now, like, time to, time for bed. <laughs> Pacey's like, um, yeah, go ahead. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You want to go upstairs all by yourself, yeah. you know? And, and Jack's like, yeah, I mean, I mean, aren't you scared to go to a dark floating house? <laughs> and then, like, I, he's like, I wanted to tell you, like, um, they're like, maybe we should wait for Jen and Dawson to come back. So yeah. this is, like, the first mention of, like, oh, no, we know they're gone. And right, that's why right. they're, like... That's why Dawson isn't in this episode. Well, yeah, they were like, oh, like when they get back, like we should like cook to like we should have dinner together. Like, oh, all they said that. Out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought they were like, we should wait tonight. They're coming. Oh, back no, no, tonight. no. Like they. So Jack's like, when they get back, we should all get together. And Pacey says, I'll cook. Mm. Um, And so and so this is where I had my like, it seems to me that like these flashbacks were filmed in a different time than this yeah it's very obvious so um pacey's like okay like joey what do you say let's brave the tea like and joey's like yeah sure like but you're gonna walk in front of me right (laughs) she's like no i'm fucking scared yeah (laughs) and pacey's like i mean is that what you want like then you won't i won't be able to see if someone like snatches you from behind me Mm -hmm. i'm like fuck you pacey (laughs) (laughs) so weird and And then 
Yeah, that's kind of it, right? That's kind of it. Like they have this thing where like like, bantering about like walking Joey home. Yeah, totally. Like and and you know Joey's like, oh, let's go before Grams comes down here, down here looking for a lost head or something like that. And then Jack's like, I knew you were afraid of Grams. But then we get this shot like someone's looking at them from outside, and we fade to black. So weird. So like. It is. It's such a weird episode. <laughs> it's so stupid. It's yeah. so weird. And then, like, to to like to like join in with that 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 some of these stories are like legitimately terrifying. Mm-hmm. And like the show seems to be like, oh, we're just telling some scary stories. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Like you're telling stories that people don't ever get over. I know it's so fucked up and also it doesn't really move this any of the storylines along so it's like why did we even have to have that episode right and like there's this part of me that sees like if you had it in October Mm -hmm. there are some things that happen like particularly with just like but nothing having to do with the scariness more like the things we learn totally (laughs) I mean I I think it would have just been a fine episode to have after mitch and the ice cream and and like you have you could, a respite well and you can also tell like i don't know if it i i don't know but like if it was actually going to be like this like you know anthology style if it was going to be more of a traditional episode where all these kind of fucked up things happen like or whatever right and, and maybe dawson some of these stories and maybe yeah. dawson had a storyline in it as well or mm-hmm. like he's a fixture in it um in some way and then they're like oh shoot we can't sh- i don't know why they couldn't sh- I, I guess they couldn't show it because they didn't want to do it after halloween like the week after or something i don't know it doesn't really make any sense totally and also this is the first episode without james vanderbeek in it at all yeah so that like when i was talking about like how this is sort of morphing into joey's creek yeah, like, yeah, yeah. this is that's a big milestone no exactly that, like, dawson is not and it's hard episode. to know because like was it actually written that way or like is that just how it happened well right and then there's a question of like you know at the beginning of the mitch funeral episode like joey tells pacey mm-hmm that Mitch died. So like, there's this part of me that's like, does Dawson know? And he went home already. Yeah. 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 Totally. And, but none of the friends know yet. Or the story. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Cause it obviously is a clearly a Halloween story. So like, it would be weird to start off with it being like, Mitch is dead. Right. right. <laughs> but I don't know. Yeah. So bizarre. It, uh, it gets just interesting. Cause like, even if, it's funny because even the scare in first season is out of order as well. Right. So it's like they just like t- keep trying to do these like recycling these things that like don't work chronologically. They just like throw it in somewhere. They're like, they won't know. And we're like, no, no, no we know. We noticed. This is weird. <laughs> Luckily for us, we were freshmen in college. So we might have watched it while we were getting ready to go out. Which one? This. Well, this was December 12th. Oh, right. I'm sorry. My brain went, did something I mean, weird. we probably watched it in college, but we didn't, yeah. since we hadn't watched all the other episodes, we're like, this What's is weird. Right Why is this happening? And, you know. I mean, to be clear, we were probably drunk and didn't really notice. I feel like we were like, what is going on? <laughs> okay. I do remember watching the next episode. Yeah. 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 This one I don't have a lot of memory of. Um. So I don't know. It's bizarre, yeah. but season five's wild. You know, what takes these turns, takes us on these turns. I mean, I do like that we see like this 
you know, trio hanging out, that's really fun. Sure. And it kind of feels natural too. So you're yeah. like, okay with that. But like, <laughs> yeah. weird ass stories. Yeah. I had considered like not really going beat by beat through it. Cause I was like, what is this? But then the, the two, well, the three of the four were so scary that I was like, no, we should actually talk about this. Mm-hmm. So totally. So who are you rooting for? I don't, know. I don't really know if that Rams. question even applies to this. Oh. Jen, to get out of whatever that situation that was, was. I can't believe she ever went back to the radio station. I mean, why? that's a wild, yeah. I mean, I can't believe Joey goes back to the library either. Woo. Sure. Woo. Sure. So wild. And Audrey's only in it for like a second. Like, uh, no. I'm rooting for Audrey. I hope she got laid on Yeah, Halloween. I mean, it's like you kind of wish like maybe like her and Dawson like went to the Halloween party party, and then he gets a call that like his dad died and that's like his scary story of like what the fuck is happening or something but like oh that would be interesting so weird Um, yeah if Dawson's scary story was like Mitch dying and then you went into the funeral episode I mean that's that's an interesting but I don't know what (laughs) that's not what happened (laughs) definitely not yeah okay so for our listener corner this Mm. is from Tara I remember the wait between season four and five being really excited to see what would happen with Pacey since he wasn't going to college. And throughout four seasons on the show, they had revealed his character to have so many talents. He acted in Dawson's movie and the school play. Could he possibly get into acting? He built a a and b in a boat. Could he do a building apprenticeship? He spent a, his life fighting against the idea of being a cop, but when you look at his character he loved being needed and helping people he also was good with kids shown through buzz and alexander Mm. um maybe he could get a job with helps children i also thought the possibility of community college or other classes might still be in the cards so he could explore some of these talents further yet the writers went with chef Okay, weird. I never saw Pacey cook anything before. He also never worked in a restaurant before, even though both his best friends owned restaurants, the Ice House and Larry's Fresh Fresh Fish. Mm -hmm. Surely, if cooking was something he enjoyed, he would have already expressed an interest. Um, How do you both feel about the chef job back when the show aired? Did you have any other jobs in mind for Pacey like I did? Hmm. I mean... I think this makes sense because of like just how I was raised where like someone in your family just hooks you up with a job. Yeah. So it that's to me totally makes sense. And I grew up, I mean, my dad was in the restaurant business in some ways, you mm-hmm. know, supplied supplied fish to restaurants. Mm-hmm. So I restaurants were always the fallback. Like that's always mm-hmm. what like when I needed a job, I would always go to a restaurant. Mm. Um so for me it didn't feel weird and I actually like and I know Tom had wrote the, us that email mm-hmm. um, about like, yeah, basically like, yeah, I read Kitchen Confidential and yeah. loved it and I made Pacey a chef. storyline like that. Yeah. Like a and, wild restaurant experience. And there's a part of me as a person who grew up, I mean, legitimately grew up in restaurants. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I used to like ride around on the chef's shoulders at certain restaurants while they mm-hmm. were cooking. Um, and like, there's a part of me that's like, Pacey is 100% a restaurant guy. Mm-hmm. I totally see him in the kitchen, like his personality, his humor, the whole thing. He mm-hmm. totally would work there. So I don't think I ever thought it was weird. I, I don't know that I ever really thought about what Pacey would do. Like, I don't think that was a thought that was like in my mind mm-hmm. where I was just kind of like, 
I don't know. I feel like he's got to, you have to find a job and this one makes as much sense as anyone other one. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It kind of seems like when you're 18 and you're like looking for a job to support you, that's like the only one that will pay you enough, you know, Mm -hmm. um, without experience. Chef is kind of interesting. I do agree because like you actually don't get paid as much as a chef, like especially like a sous chef, sous chef or line cook or whatever we're supposed to think he is. Um, or I don't know. I, I just know like the payment structures are a little bit different state by state. Um, and so here in California is a little bit different, but, um, yeah. So, but it just kind of makes, it did make sense to me Mm -hmm. for sure. Like I do agree that it would have made more sense for him to like explore like carpentry or something like that. Mm -hmm. But, um, I also think that if what happened is like, well, his brother made a call for him and like, yeah, totally. You know, like we, I think a lot of times we say Pacey isn't privileged, but we saw he has a mansion and his dad's, you know, fucking police chief. He probably makes like $250,000, you right. know? Um, so, you know, he, that's makes sense. Totally. Totally. And I, and I think too, like, yeah, Doug made a phone call and also, I don't know, Pacey just kind of like, works well with that kind of broy. Hmm. Like there is a part of his personality that like fits into that kind of like bro culture of a kitchen. Hmm. Yeah. You know? Of so. fine dining, you know. Yeah, and also I mean like just logistically speaking as someone who does understand a little bit about how television shows are put together, mm-hmm. with a ki- with a, a kitchen you have a place where the friends can come. Yeah. And so they can interact at And you this can have place. like a revolving cast of like other yeah. characters and totally. stuff like that, you know. Um Totally. And like also of all of the characters on the show, the one that have held jobs like you know it's like jen and joey worked at a restaurant so like it's just kind of like the job that you do when you're young young (laughs) i don't know so like and i guess just because like so like just logistically that totally makes sense to me and i think that then you would like then start meeting people and then fold into like whatever maybe is his like you know, if he were to do like carpentry or, you know, building into, you know, or do acting or something like that, like, you know, he still would, it, it seems like a, that would be the next step from working mm-hmm. in a, in a kitchen. Um, also just as an Angelino, almost all actors work in a restaurant. Yeah. Like totally. So like, <laughs> it's like, well, if he wanted to be an actor, like I, I would have been interesting to see him be like a struggling actor and then like mm-hmm. working in a kitchen for sure. Um, but that would have had to have happened. And like, while I see him being good with kids, I, I don't, I don't know if I ever saw him like having a career as that, you mm-hmm, know? Mm-hmm. Um, so it, yeah, it just makes, it makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Totally. It's fascinating. But yeah, yeah. I, I, I like that she pointed that out. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, like, it's interesting. Um, Yeah, of all the options. I mean, I guess the part to me of like all the options of them going to college that like really bothers me and really sticks out is that they're like, we could add this new character of Joey's roommate. And they just went with like another blonde white woman, you know? Yeah. And like, again, I love Busy Phillips. I, I like, you know, what she brings, but it's like, oh my God. Well, and then you have Nora like, oh, maybe Jen's going to have, mm-hmm. you know, a, a new friend. Right. And then she's gone after what, th- two, three episodes. Yeah. 
yeah and like it's like of the you know you kind of wish they just got like more like jack has they we've seen so many frat guys on screen you know like so many oh my god i mean we can't even like we just we <laughs> running we're running out of male names yeah there's like seven male names but we like yeah barely get to see any of jen's friends or even of joey and audrey's other friends and right. stuff like that so that kind of feels like frustrating yeah. um more so um to me but uh yeah but thank you for that food yeah. for thought um and then for not a girl not yet a woman free hashtag free britney this is from rachel and our boston correspondent rachel yes what's up so she sent us this article mm. um and it says let's see um teen girls were the ones who loved the beatles first when the rest of the world didn't get it mm-hmm. Quote, these those who flock around the Beatles, who scream themselves into hysteria, whose vacant face, faces flicker over the TV screen are the least fortunate of their generation, the dull, the idle, the failures, wrote Paul Johnson in an infamous New, Statement art, New Statesman article in 1963. Mm. Adults called those Beatle maniac teens girls oversexed and hysterical until eventually they saw the perfection, too. Mm-hmm. The Beatles went on to become one of the most influential rock bands in history and the girls who loved them were treated as a punchline of a tired joke that's how it always goes to be a teenage girl is to simultaneously be pop culture's ultimate punching gab punching bag cash cow and gatekeeper before beetle mania was sinatrauma which described the hordes of screaming girls who worship old blue eyes teen girls helped popularize novels in the 18th century and we Mm. called them hysterical until novels became a respectable subject for dinner party conversation their language disruptors doing everything from ditching doth and maketh to um, inaugurating the modern use of the word like and speech patterns like up talk and vocal fry. Mm. And they're called airheads incapable of speaking properly. We got a, com- a message about that. Oh, about, we? well, about like how we say like too much oh, yeah. as if that's like a bad thing. Yeah. Um, they can, um, consistently teenage girls drive popular culture forward and then get mocked for their troubles they're ridiculed so often that we have an endless stream of trendy new words to describe teenage girls whose tastes we find cringeworthy basic visco girl <laughs> um but teenage girls their taste and their market power now occupy a bizarre place in popular culture they're still reviled saying that something was made for a t- for teenage girls is still an easy way to disparage a piece of music or a film or a book Mm. simultaneously they are revered and dreaded as arbiters of all that is cool and amid all this reviling and revering they are fetishized as the ultimate audience for advertisers Mm. teenage girls form a market share worth its weight in gold Teen girls and their pop culture tastes are still an easy punchline for plenty of people one angry internet commented commentator recently complained on spotify i can't find anything that's not what some basic teenage girl would listen to (laughs) sorry excuse me that was involuntary (laughs) (laughs) some have even started to look back at the teenage girls we mocked in previous decades and are asking whether they deserved more respect than we used to give them was it really acceptable 
from the documentary Framing Britney Spears demanded of its viewers in February for grown men to ask the teenage performer about her breasts or the status of her virginity on live TV. No, was- <laughs> the answer to that is no. Yeah. <laughs> was it really right for the music critics of the late 90s to dismiss her music out of hand on the basis of her teenage girlhood? Was she, after all, an artist? Did she- didn't she deserve better from all of us? Yes. <laughs> Quote, where's my fucking teenage dream, sings Olivia Rodrigo. Um, More than 20 years later, on her debut album, Sour, she's living it. At 18 years old, Rodrigo has put out an album with an 83% on Metacritic and garnered the biggest opening week for female artists ever by a female artist on Spotify. Mm -hmm. Sour is an unabashed... unabashedly the work of a teenage girl singing about the girliest of subjects namely boys and the way they break girls heart it is nonetheless a major mainstream success both critically and commercially in a way that spears music was never quite allowed to be who says that that young girls who like pop music short for popular right have the worst taste in music than a have worse taste in music than a 30 year old hipster guy (laughs) harry styles asked rolling stone in 2017 when the subject of his teen girl fan base come up that's not up to you to say music is something that's always changing and there's no goalpost young girls like the beatles you're gonna tell me they're not serious what article is that where's that from um and it's from shit you should care about okay. on instagram okay cool yeah um fascinating yeah and i think that's true and i think that's kind of the point right mm-hmm. is that it's like there's this way in which i mean when we if we're gonna turn our eye onto this show there's this way in which it was both mm-hmm. loved and reviled mm-hmm. right absolutely um, I feel like every guy that I've talked to, you know, in my life is like, oh, yeah, I definitely remember that show. I mean, we even talked to Kilia about it. Yeah. I mean, like, they remember it being an event, but it wasn't something that, like, like, I'm not going to say that, like, I, it feels like they weren't allowed to or they didn't feel like it was for them or right. it was just dismissed out of hand of, like, oh, that's for teen girls. But you do hear them admit, like, oh, yeah, I, I watched some of those episodes. I saw it, you mm-hmm, know. Mm-hmm. Um, super fascinating. It is super fascinating. And I also think like it's so interesting because like, I don't know, bringing up the topic of Britney Spears, um, you know, and I've have I said this before? I think I have on this podcast that like I I really liked Britney Spears when she first came out, but it's not Mm -hmm. something that I like really publicly like told Mm -hmm. my friends that I liked Mm -hmm. because it was like. You can't like you're <laughs> right. you're into punk rock and thus mm-hmm. you can't like Britney Spears. And I think like when I was maybe a junior or senior in high school and a little bit more like okay with myself, uncomfortable with myself, and I I started listening to Madonna and that kind of like opened the floodgates mm-hmm. of me actually like talking about listening to other pop music. Right. You know what I mean? And like and like Madonna was kind of like more acceptable because like if you I mean by that point she wasn't a teenage girl anymore and by that point if Mm -hmm. you listened to like i mean like you you were like vogue or you know papa don't preach or like any of those songs where it was like no this is like a genuinely great pop song and Mm -hmm. i also think the culture was changing a little bit to say like no pop music like it's it's great music yeah but that wasn't contemporary pop when you were listening sure so i think that there's always an acceptability to listening to like old pop old pop it's funny because my mother and I have had this fight a lot because um, I, I I loved 
the now and then soundtrack yeah, yeah when yeah. i was you know younger yeah yeah and there's a song by the archies on it called sugar sugar uh-huh. um you know and my mom i remember like i would listen to it and my mom would be like why are you listening to this because like you know that's the music of her childhood Mm -hmm. and so she was like why are you listening to this and I you know I was like oh it's on this soundtrack and she's like oh god we used to call this bubble gum and like we always hated it and Mm -hmm. and like I was like interesting and then we fight about the Beatles because I'm like what is the difference between the Archie sugar sugar Mm -hmm. and the Beatles I want to hold your hand Mm -hmm. that is all both those are both bubble gum Mm -hmm. you know and so like there's this interesting thing too of like what did she say how we like she's given in a little bit and like yeah you're right like they are Mm -hmm. both bubblegum and she's like you know I just didn't like I just at the time the Archies were like what like non like I don't know I don't even know what her answer is on that Mm -hmm. front but like but like basically that like it's just how people were thinking about things at the time Mm -hmm. and like you know she just wasn't into the Archies or men had started to like the Beatles or that, but like, you know, but my mom, but she, she will say like, yeah, I want to hold your hand is a bubblegum song. Like Mm -hmm. definitely. And I'm like, yeah. And, and I think where we, I think kind of like the point I'm trying to make is like when you take the like negativity out of that, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, Taylor Swift has songs that I would call bubblegum. That doesn't mean they're good song or they're not good songs. Right. You know? Um, well, I just don't think pop is inherently bad. Totally. And yeah. like, and I think, but I also think that like, well, I also just fundamentally believe if you like something, you like something and there's nothing wrong with that. So like, it just doesn't really matter. Yeah. But I think that like, and I, it's hard for me to tell if it was like because it was the nineties or because I was young. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I don't know which of those things it is, is like that there was like this way in which you kind of were like put into a category of like, I like this kind of thing, mm-hmm. you know, I, li- I only listen to death metal and I only listen to whatever. And I have like major opinions about Metallica right? that I will like, if you, if I see you with like Metallica's load album, I'm going to like unload all of my Metallica takes onto you. Mm-hmm. And like, even if, whether you ask that or not of yeah. me. And I think that there's like this way in which I, again, I don't know if it's like that times have changed or that I have just gotten older. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm more like, yeah, I mean, I can dig a Metallica song. I, you know, and I also dig a you know, Britney Spears. And I also mm-hmm. dig a Taylor Swift and like all of those things are good. Yeah, um, totally. And I think there's like an opening. I think there's a way in which like you open yourself to that. And I also think that like, I want to say that there were these like bluegrass and also maybe like metal or punk bands that started covering those old pop songs. Mm -hmm. And that kind of like opened the door for people to be like, Oh yeah, this is a good song. Yeah, (laughs) totally. You know what I mean? Yeah. Isn't there a punk? What is, I can't, there's a punk band, but I, they do Britney Spears. There's yeah, one that does Britney Spears. Exactly. There was this one band because they also covered um, Goonies Are Good Enough, which is um, Cindy Lauper. Yeah. And they had a whole album of covers. Well, Me First in the Gimme Gimme's does not, all covers, but it's them. not them. I know. No, I don't remember what it was. Yeah. Like, it was one of those like the bands. Like, 
it's not the Ataris, but something of that era. <laughs> something it's not that, the Ataris and also is not Atari Teenage Ride. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think that, and yeah, and I, I definitely think even like in the punk scene of like having that like, you know, like good riddance come out and be like a popular song and it being like, well, this can be punk too, you know. Totally. Um, for the Green Day song. Yeah, I... Yeah, I, I just think that, like, you know, we definitely, like, you know, the point that is constantly made in this article and, you know, that we continue to make is that, like, what young girls, like, we look down on. And I, I even see it to this day amongst female millennials that are, like, talking shit on young girls that are wearing, like, low-cut jeans. And it's like, don't you remember what it was like to be a teenager and try to survive? Why the fuck do you think we wore that? We're like, this is going to make us fit in and feel good about ourselves, you know? And so, like, the fact that we, like, look down upon that is really problematic. As an adult, I don't have to wear that, so I don't care what young people wear. Yeah. And, like, that it feels, like, really sad to me. They were like, why are they doing that? And you're like, don't, why did you do it? They're same reason, right. <laughs> you know? It's the same reason why we, like, you know, it's hard growing up. It's hard being a kid and, like, you know, people, like, hide what they they like until they like are allowed to be older and no longer a teenage girl or a young girl and, yeah. can, and then in that age you can be like I liked Britney Spears when I was younger and you're like great I accept you and I'm sad that you couldn't say that when you were younger well and it's funny too because like I think nostalgia is something that plays some role in this mm -hmm. as well because like I was really not a big like in sync Backstreet Boys. Mm -hmm. I, like my boy band was Boys to Men, mm -hmm. and everything that came after it, I was like, "You're telling me you want me to listen to a band that's not as good as Boys <laughs> to Men?" Uh -huh. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. I mean, just musically, like, yeah, 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 they're yeah. not as good, right? And and like so, and I was like moving into more punk rock and and rock and roll stuff, but also I was just like. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't harmonize like boys and men can right. harmonize yeah, and yeah, I totally. don't want any of this. Uh -huh. And and now it's like bye 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 comes on or like a, a, one of those songs mm -hmm. comes on. It's like there's a nostalgia factor of like even though I at the time really kind of hated that music, mm -hmm. I would now it's like it also played through my whole high school because like right. it was hugely popular music. Right. And so like there's a part of me now that like feels a nostalgia about it, even if I was like. Mm -hmm at the time I mean like and that's one that I legitimately like didn't really like right you know I definitely remember being like no the boy band I like is Green Day <laughs> so like I don't understand like why we only call pop boy bands that's you interesting know? that's interesting um, I mean because I was I mean legitimately I was the hugest boys to men fan mm -hmm. I love I lived for boys mm -hmm. to men so like so anything that came after it, I was like, yeah. But mm -hmm. I didn't think, of, I guess I didn't think of Green Day that way. Also, Green Day to me was a local band. It's still a boy band in my mind. Sure. <laughs> like, I don't know. I was just like, what? I don't know. Like, it, it was, yeah. I was just like, this doesn't make sense. Yeah. Like, this is a band of boys and this is the one I listen to and the one that like yeah. feels like marketed and commercialized for me or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I never like really... I was just like, what? okay, like, yeah. <laughs> like you can like that music, it's fine, but like the boy band I listen to is this one over here. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> and I think just like siloing those types of music of being like, no, this is a boy band, this is a band with boys is like, what? Okay. <laughs> I, <laughs> that always felt so weird to me. No, totally. I, I agree. And I think there's like something extremely derogatory almost about it, about calling them a boy band at four that was like four teenage girls mm -hmm. right and like for the like 
and I mean, and I think don't not to leave like gay people out of this because I think also boy bands like it was for gay men as well, mm-hmm. right? Like, and that's that's sort of who it was marketed to, and I think they knew that they were marketing to not just girls mm-hmm. but also like burgeoning young gay male designer, right? Yeah, yeah, um, and yeah. I think that that's really fascinating. Mm-hmm. And I think that like thinking about like even just our experiences as someone who was like really into Green Day for me as someone who was like so into I was really into like AFI and Good Riddance, mm-hmm. um, which were lo- sort of local, you know, Bay Area bands um, that like. You know, there were the the hot ones and like, we, I mean, we did that with them too, Yeah, you know, and, and there was this like kind of interesting way and it's like, okay, I just like my music loud and screamy Mm -hmm. and you like yours poppy. Totally. And that's fine. Dancing, you know, it's like, it's totally fine. I don't know. It's like fascinating to me. Um, And I mean, and I, like, I want to say that, like, I definitely did the looking down on, too. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, as a teenager, I did, I was like, I remember this one girl, I won't say her name, but she was so into NSYNC. Like, she was, like, fucking wild about NSYNC Mm -hmm. and was, like, one of those girls that was, like, in line at the record store was called The Warehouse Mm -hmm. (laughs) that, that we lined up for. Yeah. Those things. And I remember her like skipping school to line up on the day that like No Strings Attached came out. Mm -hmm. And like she came like back to school like halfway through the day and was just like so fucking excited. And and I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) And was really like, okay, girl, like, (laughs) wow, that's a lot. (laughs) And it's funny because like I think what I learned about myself later is like, there's a part of me that that's like a personality trait too, that like, I don't get that excited about things. Mm-hmm. Like I just, it's like, like, cause I started working in celebrity events mm-hmm. and I would work with people that like, I, I really like loved. Mm-hmm. And I just, I, there's a part of me that can shut that down. Right. I don't get ex- Like I cannot get excited about someone that I seeing someone that I think mm-hmm. is great or that I'm a huge fan of. And I actually think that was more what was at work mm-hmm. than like, like, just like, I can't imagine being that excited, you know, like <laughs> this kind of like almost like residual Gen X, like I can't possibly be that excited about something. I'm too cool for that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that sounds awesome. She, her parents let her ditch class for that. I don't know if her parents let her. That sounds awesome <laughs> that she did that. Yeah. Then. Like, I mean, now I'm like, I think about it. I'm like, that girl was pretty rad. And like, I wasn't, I was, I wasn't mean to her. I, she, we weren't really friends. We just kind of knew yeah. each other. But like, this girl that was super obsessed with Lance from Insane. Oh, okay. <laughs> Which I was like, you think Lance. he's the hottest one? Yeah. Wild card. <laughs> Wild card. Okay. <laughs> like all of her, um, what do you call them? Like binders yeah. that have like Lance photos. Trapper keeper. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, interesting. Him. Okay. okay. Interesting. Um, yeah. But I do think it's fascinating. I think it's fascinating how we perpetuate it, how we perpetuate it Mm -hmm. and like how media perpetuates it or like who perpetuates this. Right. Mm -hmm. And there's this part of me that it's like, like, uh, please just don't hate me. (laughs) But like, 
in the beginning of Taylor Swift, I like didn't really get her. Mm-hmm. I was like, I, I don't get it. This yeah. is not my thing. Um, and now I actually like really appreciate a lot of her music, mm-hmm. but like, I, but I never had the like, and maybe this is growing up that I never had the like, oh my God, you're fucking stupid. Cause you like this. I was right. just kind of like, I don't know. Not for me. Right. Totally. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I, I couldn't agree more about you know Swift. yeah it's like yeah not for me but like it's okay yeah i um, don't need i don't need i will ne- i'm net we're never ever getting back together like i was like yeah i'm like 28 i don't it's like not a song that i need uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah but you do you girl yeah but that and that made her a fuck ton of money so good for her yeah totally there's a lot of music like that that i'm just like that's eh, not my vibe but that's okay <laughs> but i i mean i feel the same about like you know, dudes playing me like weirdo, you know, deep cuts sometimes where I'm like, okay, this is like a little too weirdo for me. Like, Mm. you know, this thing that you think is like the pinnacle of music is like, I don't know about that. (laughs) So, (laughs) so I think like, I think there's this way in which like the way we solve this. I'm very averse to people stating their opinion as fact. So that's where that always boils down to. This is the best song ever. Well, that is your opinion. And that is not a fact. <laughs> so <laughs> I appreciate your opinion, but that is not a fact. Right. And I will not argue it as such. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, great. Great. <laughs> you know. You love it. I hate it. Um, the end. Yeah. And I, I just like, I do see that with like what women like and young girls is like, this is bad. And it's mm-hmm. like, well, that's your opinion. It's fucking art, you idiot. <laughs> like, you know. And you're allowed to have it. <laughs> I don't know. It's like this reimagining of a lot of things. Like, were you the one who sent it to me? This like, or maybe it was my best friend, uh, uh, analysis of that movie Fear. It was not me. Okay. Yeah. Where it's like, it's a movie about female, you know, teen girls pleasure. And it was seen as this terrible movie. Right. And it's like, you know, everyone I know loves that movie. It has like Reese Witherspoon, Alyssa yeah. Milano, and um, uh, the and, scene where she gets fingered on the Ferris yeah, it's wheel like is like one of the most. It's a roller coaster. It's like one oh, of the, the most iconic thing. scenes of our generation. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And it's like all about female pleasure, and it's like this movie that's totally panned, this terrible movie, and you're like, uh, uh, <laughs> I beg to differ. Yeah. you know, um, totally. And it was I don't know this article. It was months ago. It's like a reimagining, like just talking about that, like how. You know, again, things that are geared towards women is looked down upon. Totally, totally. And I think, like, I mean, that's interesting. I rewatched Bound the other day, um, which I don't know if you've ever seen it. It's mm. the Wachowski's first movie. Mm. Oh, yeah. I want to see that. With Jennifer it, Tilly and Gina Gershon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm in a big intimacy thriller kick right now. Or I'm like, always, but yeah. Yeah, it's it's great. And um, uh, Joey Pantillion. Yeah, Joey Joe Pants. Pantle- yeah. Joey Pants. It's in the Goonies. Uh-huh. Yeah, he is. Um, that was the movie I requested for the Cine Family 20th anniversary that never happened. Oh, Bound? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a great one. Uh, Gina Gershon is so fucking hot in that movie, my God. But, like, I that one is another movie that's about female pleasure. I mean, mm-hmm. it's about other things, but also, like, revolves around, like, yeah. two queer women. Mm-hmm. And, like, they actually brought in Susie Bright, who I think used to teach at UC Santa Cruz. I don't know. My mom will tell me when she listens to this. Um, but, like, sh- they brought her. She's a lesbian. They mm-hmm. brought her in as, like, an intimacy coach mm-hmm. for the two of them. So it was, like, correct. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is the thing, right? When you turn the lens so that it's, like we want this to feel real to the group that it is representing. Mm-hmm. And we want this to feel good to that group. 
And I think it's that's true in film, that's true in television, mm-hmm. that's true in music. And I think like that's why so often in Dawson's Creek we feel tension. Mm-hmm. Um, and we try to call out that tension when we feel it because like, you know, yes, we had great female writers and mm-hmm. we we're and and I think you feel the tension sometimes between them and the male writers. Mm-hmm. And and I think you can feel that come out of the screen. Yeah. And I think that like, you know, Something like, um, I don't know. I, I, I don't know how to tie it back to pop music, but like, I think that oftentimes, you know, people know what they're doing when they're marketing the pop music to teen girls. Mm-hmm. And then also like, when you think about it, like I think about NSYNC a lot and mm-hmm. that Justin Timberlake is like the only one that's like huge famous like Mm -hmm. went on to have like this huge career afterwards and i'm like what's that about man (laughs) i have a lot of thoughts about that i don't know join us for our other podcast (laughs) why justin timberlake is a piece of shit (laughs) i mean he's a lot of it relates to him like creating a narrative at the expense of a woman yeah named britney spears yeah Yeah, so i wrote a paper on it in college yeah (laughs) 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 that has a lot to do with it but yeah sorry i feel like we got totally off track but that's me too but this episode was trash anyway so there you go (laughs) ramblings at the end (laughs) what a wild thing oh well thanks for being here everyone yeah making space with us yeah wild time to be alive but you know we're here doing Doing it it. (laughs) um yeah i just hope you're all safe and getting your vaccines and whoo getting them to the rest of the world and mm. i don't know make sure you're registered to vote too I just had a wild experience in california so just check on i that. mean luckily the outcome was pretty good but whew. but we yes. wasted 300 million dollars <laughs> good is a relative term <laughs> yeah um not as bad as it could have been yes <laughs> that's how i would put it yeah. <laughs> um yeah so black lives matter defund the police stop asian hate honor our treaties in line three mm. big one who just like protect our water and mm-hmm. our land just like land let's get in the land back movement let's do that you know mm-hmm. it's like we already have the path to do it with our national parks i don't get it um yeah so you can find us on instagram and twitter at dawson's critique you can email us dawson's critique at gmail.com we want to shout out our boy Kilia for making our theme song you can find him on instagram at go freaking crazy uh you can follow my finsta at aaron.hensley for our capitalism corner, we have merch, bit.ly slash Dawson's Critique. Um, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash Dawson's Critique, and um, we picked a movie. Yeah. Maybe we should put that at the beginning. <laughs> the Skulls! The Skulls! <laughs> um, so we're going to do our first movie club, The Skulls. Um, so we're excited about that. Yeah. Um, and as always, you can order our book. I remember everything life lessons from Dawson's Creek available wherever you get your books. Um, I'm going to shout out this week, Kino Kunia bookstores, which is a, a chain of bookstores all over the country. Um, mostly specializing in Japanese manga and other cool. sort of, um, yeah. So the other sort of titles like that, that, um, sort of revolve around, uh, Japanese culture and, 
Um, they're pretty cool. You can order our book from them. Um, they might not have it on the shelves, but you can definitely order it from them. Uh, please like us, subscribe, write a review wherever it is you get your books. Nope, your podcasts. <laughs> thank you so much to those of you who have we really appreciate that um you can find me online at pesty 1079 on twitter and instagram uh thanks for listening have a great week and we'll see you next time i don't want to wait for our lives to be over